Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Church of New Beginnings, 918 3rd Street, El Dorado, Illinois, with Pastor Toby Heiss. Our regular services are Wednesday evening at 5.30 for Children's Church, prayer meeting on Thursday at 6 p.m., Sunday school, 1 p.m. on Sunday, and our regular worship service is 2 p.m. every Sunday afternoon. Come be a part, and we hope you enjoyed the podcast today. God gave me a message about bruises, and I actually, I don't ever put a title with I don't think ever, hardly ever, put a title with what I teach. Um, but I, I titled this Bound by Bruises. And um, because I think there are so many Christians, people that serve God, want to live for God, um, but we are bound by injuries, spiritual injuries, that we have um, endured as we walk with God. And it's a big trouble in the lives of Christians and a lot of times we don't want to talk about it we like to cover up our bruises I don't want anybody to see where I've been hurt (laughs) I don't want to see where I'm struggling or or things like that um so that's why it can be a problem sometimes so in Sunday school we were talking about destiny and it's how it was kind of leading up to this message and we were looking at the scripture um Jeremiah 29 11 it's a very famous scripture that people quote a lot, but it tells us that God has plans and purposes for each and every one of our lives, specific for you and me. God loves us so much that he has planned out a path for each and every one of us to walk that leads to health and joy and peace and all the good things that God wants for us, okay? So we know that, that God has plans and purposes for our lives. And I believe that as Christians, it should be our number one focus or our number one goal to um, live out that plan or that purpose and and enter into the destiny that God has for us. Um, It should be the number one in the forefront of our minds. Um, we work and we have families and we come to church and things like that. But everything that we do, every part of our life should be um, based around the purpose and the plan that God has for us. Because the Bible tells us, I think it's in Matthew, um, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things will be added unto you. So when I'm living according to his plan and his purpose for me, then I don't have to worry. Yes, we're going to have trouble. Things are going to happen, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But um, I can rest in the fact and know that even when things happen and and, and uncomfortable things take place, um, that God has me because I'm, I'm living according to his plan and his purpose for my life. Okay? Um, that also tells me that I should... It should be my number one focus and desire to get as close to him as I possibly can so that he can lead me. Because how else am I going to know what his plan or his purpose for my life is if I'm not listening to him and, and hearing and going where he's leading me to go? And the only way that I can do that, if Lisa's there and she's telling me to go somewhere and I'm off here in another room, it's going to be hard for me to hear her. Right, But if I get as close to her as I can, I can hear very clearly what the instructions that she's given me. And so it's the same way with our walk with God. The closer that we get with him, the better that we can hear him, and the more accurately we can walk out his plan for my life. And I don't know about you, but that's my heart's desire, that when I stand in front of him, he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant, that you heard every step that I told you to take, and you were obedient in it. You didn't let... 
hurts or anything like that keep you from doing those things. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Another thing, um, Jesus is our example, right? <clears throat> and he said that when he came, he said, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. And so he said, my meat, M-E-A-T, which is food, right, is to do the will. So my nourishment, my, my, what I eat, I eat, I breathe, I sleep it, I, I, everything that I do is involved in accomplishing what God has set me on this earth to do and finishing his work. And that's the thing because, um, walking out our plan or God's plan for our lives is not all about us. We like to think, well, God's got a plan for me. It's all about me, right? But it's just about this much like you, or about you, or about me. God's plan and purpose for our life is this much about everybody else that's around us and the people that are going to come after us, okay? And so that's what we have to keep in mind, that it's not all about us, okay? Um, Sometimes we allow circumstances and spiritual injuries that we have endured along the way to bog us down and steal our purpose. I don't know about you, but have you ever been hurt or went through something hard in your life? A lot of times the last thing on your mind when that's going on is what God wants you to do because <laughs> you're wrapped up in the injury. You're wrapped up in, oh, I've been hurt or this is going wrong and it's all you can think about. It consumes you. But God wants us to think the opposite way, and that's what we're going to talk about. God wants us to stop allowing the enemy to steal away our purpose by interjecting his plans into the plans of God. So here I am walking out God's plan for me. I'm walking in obedience. Then, boom, something happens. And if I allow it to, that's the enemy's plan coming in and, and knocking me off of the path that God has for me. But God wants us to stick to his plan, okay? All right. Um, Walking out God's purpose is a series of transitions. We talked about that last week in Sunday school. Life itself is a series of transitions, whether you're serving the Lord or not. Every day we're going through transitions. What are transitions? It's change, right? And we talked about that too, how that when we hear the word change, sometimes we cringe. We've probably heard it so much lately now, it just kind of goes over our heads like everything else. But... (laughs) um, Change, when we walk with God, is always going to happen. It's inevitable. i got to stay closer up here. I keep walking away. Um, it's inevitable. Uh, and the reason that we get uncomfortable with change is because we as humans are made to uh, establish patterns. It's just in our nature. And so everything that we do, we do, we do it without even knowing it. We establish patterns in the way that we eat, the way that we talk, um, the way that we do anything in our life is all based around patterns. And so when something comes and changes that pattern, it is uncomfortable, right? Does anybody just really love change? I know you do. Anybody else? (laughs) Okay. So you're with me then, right? Walking out God's plan, isn't it, in doing that, change is going to be inevitable. It's going to happen. And so um, keep that kind of in the back of your mind as we're going through this other stuff. So last week God started to talk to me about bruises. And I was trying to get a message for Sunday school. And I was kind of having a hard time. And 
um, I just was thinking about a bruise, and I just God just had me writing down all this stuff about bruises, and I thought, God, I need to be getting my lesson. I don't need to be doing, like, science study right now, you know. <laughs> but I'm writing down all this stuff about bruises, and I was like, God, I'm just going to trust you that you're going to bring it together, and he did. So, and then in the midst of all that, he spoke to me, and I would write this down if I were you. Bruises don't happen when there is no movement. We were talking about change. We were talking about transition. And if we ever have a bruise occur, and just think naturally right now, physically, there's got to be some kind of movement. Now, I know that you can sit in the same position for a long time and get like a pressure sore, but that's a different kind of injury, right? So... If there's a bruise, there has to be some kind of movement. So one thing when we're talking about bruises to remember is that um, they're going to occur as God has me moving and changing and growing. If I've got a bruise, that means I'm moving at least, right? <laughs> it means I'm in the, in the right place, okay? So bruises don't happen with no movement. Um, So we have to realize that walking out our destiny requires transition, change, and movement. But sometimes along the way we get hit. Things happen. Especially when we're walking out God's plan for our lives. Because we're walking in obedience to God. And there is an enemy out there that doesn't want us to accomplish God's plan for our lives. And so that means things are going to hit us along the way. Um, We also live in flesh and sometimes our flesh causes us to get hit we blame the devil a lot we hear that sometimes but sometimes it's just our flesh okay um i was walking around the other day and transitioning from one room to another and i hit my leg on the corner of a desk and it hurt and it made a big bruise and that's how this all got started by the way so it made a a great big bruise and i wrote this down did the devil throw the desk at me no Did he pick up the desk and hit me with it? No. Was I being careful of my surroundings and watching where I was going? No. Was I tired and sleepy and walking with my eyes half open? Yes. (laughs) So that's how the bruise happened, okay? So I can't blame the devil all the time for that. Um, And I want to give you a scripture. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14, it says... So first we're going to kind of talk about how to avoid bruises, then we're going to talk about what they are, and then we're going to talk about healing, okay? So in Ephesians 5, 14, it says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. And verse 15 says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. When I was walking from one room to another, I wasn't walking that way. I was still half asleep and um, not walking wisely. And so uh, the word circumspectly here means exactly or diligently or accurately. And I'm here to tell you when we're walking with God and walking out his plan and his purpose for our life, we have to walk accurately and diligently if we're going to walk it all out all the way. We have to be diligent about it. We have to sometimes make hard decisions and do things that are hard that people don't understand. Um, but that's how we walk out God's plan for our life. Circumspectly, I always say this too, the prefix word for it, there's circa, is like circle. So circumspectly means I'm aware of everything that's going on around me when I'm walking with God. I'll get dizzy and fall down, y'all all laugh then. But um, 
We walk circumspectly, aware of everything that's going on around us. In our walk with Christ, if we're going to really live it out and be um, victorious and accomplish everything that he wants us to, I've got to be aware of everything that's going on around me, okay? Um, He says, not as fools, which means foolish or careless. There are so many people that um, just, you know, just want to come to church and sit here and have a good time. And that's kind of foolish. That sounds mean. I'm not a mean person. I'm really not. That sounds mean. But that's not what it's all about. If we're going to really have victory, because I can sit in church and feel good for 30 minutes or an hour and then go home and live in hell. And God does not want us to have that. God wants us to live every single day, every single minute of our lives in victory. And if we're going to do that, we have to walk like the Bible says. Okay? Um And wise means just skilled or expert. So um, I wrote this down. Some of us have been in this long enough that we shouldn't be walking around with our eyes half asleep, bumping into everything all the time. And a lot of times as Christians we find ourselves doing that. And then what happens? We get a bruise and we want to waller in it and cry about it and complain about it and feel bad and have people feel sorry for us. And that's that's not living victoriously, okay? Um, So that's kind of how we can prevent bruises, that scripture in Ephesians. But they will happen. They will come. There will be a day where the devil will throw a desk at you or you'll stub your toe on a chair. Something's going to happen and you're going to get a bruise, okay? Um, So we're going to talk about what happens when we do. A bruise is I like, I'm a teacher, and she don't like it when I say that, but I'm a teacher, and I like to teach, and so I like definitions, so you're going to get some definitions, and I like to see people take notes, because that means that you're learning, and I just get real happy when that happens. So, um, a bruise, I got away from my definition, is trauma um, to your skin, muscles, or other tissues that breaks down tiny blood vessels called capillaries, Okay? Everybody's had a bruise, right? Raise your hand if you've had a bruise. Something we can all relate to, right? Okay. It's trauma to your skin, muscles, or other tissues that breaks down tiny blood vessels called capillaries. If an injury is severe enough, the skin tears and blood spills out. But if not, that blood pulls up underneath the skin with nowhere to go, forming the discoloration of a bruise. Okay? So sometimes we have an injury where we get hit, our skin breaks, and blood spills out, right? Sometimes we have an injury where we get hit, and the skin doesn't break, but the the blood vessels inside are are still broken. They're just as broken as they were if you get cut and your blood spills out of your body. But the skin doesn't get broken or torn, so that blood pulls up underneath your skin, um, forming a bruise, okay? Um, another scripture, Isaiah 53 and 5 says, and everybody that was in Sunday school got this last week, but it's really good, so just listen, okay? But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. That's something that we can quote. We've heard it a lot. But I never saw something in it until last week that I'm getting ready to tell you. He was wounded for our transgressions. The word wound means pierced. Okay? So we were just talking about two different kinds of injuries where you're pierced and your blood spills out. Right? 
So he was wounded for our transgressions. The word transgression means sin or trespass or um, rebellion or stepping wrong. That's what a trespass is. So we know from way back in the Old Testament, for sin, blood had to be spilled, right, in order to cover it. In the Old Testament, they would cut a sheep, and the blood would cover their sins for a little while. Um, Then it goes on and says, he was bruised for our iniquities. And I've just kind of... I guess just kind of sailed over that one before. But it just really stuck out to me. Because a bruise, the word bruise means to crumble or to crush or shattered or broken. And with knowing what we know now about the definition of a bruise, that it's an injury under the skin where the capillaries, the blood vessels, are shattered or broken, right? Um, we know that it's different than being pierced. Right? So you get where I'm going? It's, it's a bruise is different than being pierced. And so he was bruised for our iniquities. And the word iniquities comes from a word that means to bend or twist or distort. It's a weakness in a particular area of our nature that is born in us. Iniquity is um, the breeding ground for sin. It's the part of us that's messed up. It's the part of us that's twisted and wants to go the wrong way. So... He was um, pierced or wounded for our transgressions. The blood spilled out to cover our sins, okay? He was bruised for our iniquities, that inside, deep-down nature that's just born in us that we can't help unless we have Jesus because it's like a bruise deep down under the skin. It's not something outward necessarily, but it leads to outward. Iniquity leads to sin. It's the breeding ground for sin. So he was bruised for our iniquities. Okay? That's good, isn't it? Okay, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, He bled out to cover our sins, but then he also endured bruising caused by the weight of our iniquities so that we could be freed from being um, bound by the natural-born weaknesses that we have. And he also, the end of that scripture says, he took our punishment, our chastisement, so that we could have peace with God. That's what Jesus did for us, okay? Um, Bruises have to do with an inward hurt or injury. If I'm pierced and my blood spills out, everybody can see it, right? right? But sometimes bruises are so deep that, that they're not even visible to the eye, and they are more serious and have to be treated more seriously. It could be internal bleeding. So bruises are something inside, deep down, has to do with our inward heart, okay? So Jesus bled inside and out so that even our very nature could be changed. He was bruised deep down on the inside. He suffered injury that we deserved so that deep down inside I could be changed. Some people live in the world trying to do better and try to change on the outside. And Jesus is saying, I was bruised so that I could come in and change you on the inside if you will let me. But the sad thing is a lot of times we won't let him. We want to do it our own way, okay? Um, And like I mentioned earlier in the Old Testament, sheep's blood covered um, the sin for, for a little while or the sacrifices that they made. But the Bible tells us that we have a better covenant now. 
In the Old Testament, they had a covenant where they had to kill animals all the time, and then they'd be all right for a little bit, and then they had to kill some more animals, and then they'd be all right for a little bit, and then they had to kill some more animals. But the Bible says we have a better covenant because now the work that Jesus did not only covers my outside sin, but he can literally come inside and change me on the inside, make me new, be born again. That's what Jesus did, okay? So, now we know that we, what Jesus did. We're walking along and we get bruises um, as we're walking out our life with God, as we're trying to obey Him and fulfill uh, the plan and the purpose that He has for us. Somebody says something that hurts us, we get a bruise. Um, somebody that we love passes away, we get a bruise. You know, all kinds of injuries come on uh, into our lives and we get bruises. But Jesus suffered so that those inward hurts could be healed. Okay? So, we talked about how to avoid bruises, and we talked about what bruises are. Now let's talk about how the healing process works. So, you're walking along, Obeying God, living out his plan and his purpose for your life, and boom, you're dealt a blow. Then all of a sudden you see this bright red mark appear. Okay? That is the busted blood vessels. You get hit, you see a bright red mark. That's that fresh blood that's full of oxygen that's shattered and broken underneath your skin. Okay? Fresh blood full of oxygen, shattered under your skin. When I think about that, I think about oxygen is the air that we breathe. I breathe in his spirit. Spirit is breath and life. And sometimes when I get dealt a blow spiritually, it feels like my breath has been taken away. I can't breathe. I'm uh, suffocating under the pressure or the pain of it. Um, And that's what happens. The thing that carries our breath becomes crushed. Um, And the thing about a bruise is the time that it takes for a bruise to heal and the color changes, you're a nurse. Anybody else a nurse or in here, medical field, you're a nurse? Yep. We know that bruises are very predictable. You can look at a bruise and say, that's about three days old or that's about five days old or that's about a week old. Because their um, patterns, they have very predictable patterns. So doctors can form a timeline that's very precise. And I think I mentioned this last week, but when I was reading that about a bruise, I thought about myself. I'm pretty predictable sometimes when I get a bruise. (laughs) Something hurts me, and I get upset. First thing I want to do is cry about it for a little while. Get upset waller in it for probably about a week or so, maybe four days, I don't know. Then I start to get mad because I know better than that, right? I teach the Word of God. I know I'm not supposed to waller in stuff like that and cry about it and be a big baby, so then I get mad. That's my pattern, okay? And then eventually I give it to God and let Him heal me. Sometimes it takes longer, sometimes not. But we, um, when we endure or encounter these spiritual bruises think about your own life we have a predictable pattern don't we that we go through 
um, to get through those things. And the thing about um, a bruise, after that's happened, then um, we know that we see the bright red mark, and then you notice it starts to get darker, right? And that happens because the blood is no longer in circulation. It's not going through the body like she was talking about. It's not reaching all the areas of the body that needs to go. They've busted and they're just pulled up, just stuck there. How many times do we get a bruise, do we get a spiritual injury, and we're just stuck there? We got to this in Sunday school because we were talking about Abraham and his um, father, Terah. He um, had a son named Haran, right? And his son Haran died. And they started toward the promised land, toward Canaan, and they came to a place called Haran. And it's probably Haran or something, but I just call it Haran. And they come to this place, and I, the Bible doesn't say if the place was already named that or if he may be named that after his son that had died. I don't know. But what the Bible does tell us is that Abraham's father, Terah, died there. He couldn't get over that hurt. He couldn't get over the pain. And so he dwelt in it and he died there. And that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to live. God wants us to be well physically and spiritually. He wants us to be healthy so that we can, what, accomplish the things that he's ordained for our life. So that we can walk out his purpose for us. If the church would be more purpose-minded... And not just, oh, I'm just here today to see my friends, which is good, and we love each other, and that's great. And not just on Sunday, but on Monday, and on Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday, thinking about God's purpose. If we would become more purpose-minded, then how much more could we accomplish as a church? As God's people in general, not just this church, but all of God's people. If we really set our minds and our hearts to walk out what God wanted us to do and not let our emotions or what we want or what we don't want get in the way, um, we could accomplish a lot more for God's kingdom. Okay? So what happens is that blood is no longer in circulation, so um, it becomes deoxygenated and it darkens. So the life, the breath, the oxygen that was once in those blood vessels and they were pumping through the body and they were doing what they were supposed to do, it starts to go out and starts to die. And that's what happens when we get a blow or we get a bruise spiritually sometimes. If we just, it, it, we, we find ourselves sitting and, and not doing much, right? And so it darkens, okay? I put this, we take ourselves... Um, when we're bruised spiritually, oftentimes we take ourselves out of circulation. The last thing we want to do is read the Word. The last thing we want to do is come and worship because we want to think about our bruise. We want to think about what they did or what I did or what happened or whatever. And, um, And so we take ourselves out of circulation. And then I wrote this. Sometimes we take just that hurt place out of circulation. God, you can have this part of my life, but I'm hurt here, so I'm going to hold on to this. I don't want you to touch that. I don't want you to go there. I just, I'm, I'll come and I'll put a smile on and I'll do this or I'll do that, but this part I want you to stay away from. Does that make sense? So the, 
Then, the first few days um, after that happens, and there's some kind of big words here, and it, but you just you'll get what I'm talking about. The first few days, the hemoglobin from the dead um, blood cells, and I wrote out to the side, they're dead because they were out of circulation, right? So they've died. They start to release iron. Okay, and I'm not sure if I talked about this in Sunday school or not, but they start to release iron. And, the, and iron, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but iron is used to carry oxygen from the lungs throughout the body. And so when these blood cells die, they start to release their iron so that they can start the healing process and more new blood cells can be created from this iron. Okay? So then what happens at that point, your bruise starts to turn like a bluish, purple, black color. Have you ever seen that? That's because the iron's being released out of that. Okay? And this is what I read. This is a great step because it's the stimulus that your body needs to respond to the injury and trigger the cleanup process. This is just good, isn't it? This is good, okay? (laughs) This is what your body needs to trigger the cleanup process. The bad thing is, and where we run into problems, is where we decide, I don't want to let it get cleaned up. I want to hold on to this hurt. I want to hold on to this injury. Or maybe I want it to be cleaned up a certain way. Anybody been there? (laughs) But I don't want to give it to God and let him clean it up the way that it needs to be cleaned up. Okay? So it triggers the cleanup process. Um, And then that happens, like I said, so that the iron can be recycled and made into new blood cells. Okay. Are you ready for your minds to be blown? Because mine wasn't. I read this. Just hold on to it. Now, I know everybody's not like me, but just your mind's going to be blown. Okay? So think about what we've talked about. Okay? We've talked about um, this process of the bruise and how that when it starts to release the iron and it changes to that bluish, black, purple color, that's starting a cleanup process to heal the bruise and clean up that area, okay? The Bible is just so good, guys. We don't realize how good it is. Look at Proverbs chapter 20, verse 30. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 30. I didn't even know this was in the Bible. The blueness of a wound cleanseth away evil. So do stripes the inward parts of the belly. It's there, guys. The blueness, a blue bruise, what we just talked about, (laughs) of a wound cleanses away evil. So when I've been dealt a blow and I have a bruise because I've been hurt or something's happened in my life that I don't like, or has just hurt me or injured me in some way, um, if I allow God to take me through his healing process to clean that up, it gets rid of all that. If I hold on to it, I'm holding on to evil. Because then the bruises were for, the Jesus was bruised for what? Our iniquities, right? Iniquities are what? Breeding ground for sin. So if I'm holding on to those hurt feelings or, you know, whatever the injury is, I'm having a hard time thinking of examples, but um, if, I'm, if I'm holding on to that, those things, 
I'm holding on to a breeding ground for sin. It's going to start to get into my mind. It's going to start to get into the way that I talk. It'll start getting into the way that I act. You guys get the picture, right? And the word cleanseth there in Proverbs, it means a detergent. Cleans it all up. If I let God take me through his process, and it may not be comfortable. God's processes usually are kind of uncomfortable. But if I let him do it, um, cleans me all up, makes me new. And then, what did it say happened? New blood cells could be formed and made. New life can come. Uh, So when we allow God to heal the places in our lives that have been bruised, new, fresh life can come. I wrote this down. God wants us well. We can't be well on the outside and walk out his plan and his purpose for our lives if I'm bruised and bleeding on the inside. If I've got an area in my life deep down on the inside that maybe nobody even knows about, but it's all broken and bloody... (laughs) I'm not really whole and complete, and I'm not going to be able to walk out what God has for me and accomplish everything. And the reason that I'm talking about this and, and the reason that God wants us to, to, to walk out his plan and purpose for our life is because it's for our good. He knows what's best for us, and he knows it's not only best for us, but it's best for everybody around us, like I said, and it's best for his kingdom and for those that will come in the future, Okay. Um, So then after the iron's released, uh, the rest of the process is that the damaged blood cells are broken down even further. Then it changes to that green color. Then it kind of changes yellow. My bruise is a nice shade of yellow right now, in case you're wanting to know. So so I'm going through the healing process, okay? Um, And then it dissolves and returns to the bloodstream. It's filtered uh, filtered out through the liver and the kidneys and excreted by the body by the body as waste. Right? We like to talk about that. So those things that um, <laughs> those things that we endure injuries and hard things that we have to go through, when we allow God to take us through the process, He takes those things. And he makes new life. Remember, new blood cells were able to be born and come from that. And then whatever else um, is left behind is just waste. Things that we need to let go of. Let it go. Right? Because if we don't, what happens if you don't let go of your waste? It gets septic. It becomes toxic in your body. And that's not good either. So we got to let it go, okay? We let it go through the process, and then we let it go. Everybody say, let it go. So this is basically the process of every bruise, okay? The thing about um, bruises is unless... Oh, this is good, okay. I read this. A doctor wrote this. The thing about bruises is unless it's a very serious bruise, there is little that a doctor can do for it. But there's lots that you can do. So, when you go and you fell down or hit your head or something, they say, it's just a bruise, right? Nothing we can do for it. But sometimes they'll give you a list of things that you can do for it. And it's like that with God. Bruises, remember, we're talking about inward things deep down inside of us. And I I said this last week. It's not something, you know, that I can, that jelaine or pastor toby or brother jim can help me with sometimes because it's an inward thing it's a thing that i need to work out between me and god sometimes we've 
we're walking around bruised as Christians and we're wanting somebody else to make it better. And that's just not the way that bruises work. Those inward, internal injuries are things that have to be between us and God. You get what I'm saying? So with some things we can't look to anybody else to help us. Now people can pray and prayer works and it helps and it strengthens us. But it has to be between us and God. Okay? Um, So when you go to the doctor and they say it's just a bruise, there's nothing we can do for it. Here's some things that they tell you that you can do. Okay? You ready for this? Um, Have you ever heard of the RICE method? RICE. R stands for rest. When we've been bruised, When we have an inward injury, we have to find a place of rest in God. If I'm continually thinking about the bruise, poking at the bruise, paying attention to the bruise, then I don't have rest in my mind. And that means that God can't take me through the healing process. So when I've been hurt or injured or bruised, the most important thing that I can do is find a place of rest in God. Turn it over to him. Matthew chapter 11. I'll give you a scripture for that if you want one. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Inward, deep down inside. We have to find a place of rest in God when we have a bruise. The I in the rice method stands for ice. The reason for ice is that it prevents more blood from pulling up around the injury. And I just wrote this down. What I got from that is sometimes um, when we've been injured or bruised, we need to just kind of stay away from other injured and bruised people for a little while maybe. Have you ever been hurt, and then you get around somebody else that's hurt, and then you're just like, oh, we're so hurt, and and then everybody else is hurt, and then it just grows, and it doesn't get better. Oh, yeah, a, a pity party. So you, so the ice allows that to be separate um, so that it's not affected by other things, okay? So the R stands for rest, I stands for ice, and C stands for compression, And the reason for compression is that it limits swelling and it can ease the pain. I wrote down, just get wrapped up in Jesus, right? Psalms 147 and 3. When we've been hurt and we've been bruised, we need to be wrapped up in him to get healed. Psalms 147 and 3 says, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. So he'll wrap us in his arms. We can't always look to somebody else, but we can get wrapped up in him, okay? And the E stands for elevate. And I I looked at that two different ways. First of all, 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, Cast all your cares on him, for he cares for us. So when I've been bruised, the only way to get rid of it is to lift it up to him. Cast it on him. If I dwell on it or try to share it with other people, that just makes things worse. But I need to elevate it. And that doesn't mean make the injury better that means give it to him cast all your cares on him because he cares for us and the other thing that i wrote down there with elevate is not so much elevate the injury or the bruise but elevate god in those times of injury those times when i've been hit hard when i've received a blow if i sit and think about that all the time that's all i'm not going to get anywhere 
But if I start to elevate him and lift him up, that allows the that just is like a boost of something to the healing process. It just makes it go even faster um, because I'm lifting him up instead of my problem. There's a scripture that I love. It's Psalms 34. I'm going to read it. 34 verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So when I elevate him, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. It says magnify the Lord with me. Everybody in Sunday school, we get out our magnifying glasses, right? (laughs) I've got a bruise and it looks real big and it looks bad. And if I sit and look at it, it just keeps looking bigger and badder. But if I magnify the Lord, he's not going to get any bigger than he already is. But I can pull out a magnifying glass and I can look at him and I can say, God, you are bigger than this bruise. You are bigger than this problem. And when I do that, it speeds up the healing process, okay? So when I've been bruised, I'm going to find rest in him, right? I'm going to ice it, and that just and I don't mean isolate yourself because you need to be in church and around good people, but I mean stay away from other bruised and hurt people. C is compression. I'm going to get wrapped up in Jesus, right? And then E, I'm going to elevate it. I'm going to cast that care on him, and I'm going to lift him up and glorify him, okay? Jesus, in Luke chapter 4, verse 14, Jesus had been in the wilderness being tempted by the enemy, And then he comes out of that in verse 14 it says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind. And what? To set at liberty them that are bruised. So the word bruised there again means crushed, or broken in pieces, or shattered. And liberty means freedom, or pardon, or release from bondage. So it's the same thing, like in Isaiah, where it said um, he was bruised for our iniquities. He, he took that on himself so that we could be free. He died so that our very nature could be changed from the inside out. That means how I deal with bruises and injuries can be changed. I don't have to deal with them like people in the world do. I can turn to him and I can be healed and I can have victory over those things. Um, He suffered and died so that we don't have to live in bondage of the bruises of iniquity. He suffered and died so that spiritual bruises we encounter along our journey don't get to us and bog us down and steal away our purpose and and the reason that God um, put us on earth. I've been in church my whole life and I've seen people get injured and bruised in church. It happens. And then I've seen them not come to church anymore. And it's sad. To me, that's the saddest thing. When we, God, God, do, God doesn't, he just doesn't want that. He wants us to be able to overcome those things. And what I'm telling you today is the key 
to how to do it. He doesn't want us to be bogged down or allow the enemy to steal our purpose and, and have those injuries become scars upon our heart deep down on the inside um, that maybe nobody notices or, well, it's just a bruise, you know. But they don't know the pain that you felt when you went through it. They don't know the, the trauma of the injury that caused that bruise, but it's just a bruise. They may not think about how that when you see that bruise, it's a constant reminder of the trauma that happened that caused that bruise. And that's why we can't always look to people to help us through bruises, but we have to look to God. How many people do we know that are bruised? Are we ourselves bruised? Have we been bruised or injured by something? One thing about being bruised is that have you ever got bruised or like stubbed your toe on something and the next time you walk by it like you can feel it again so you're like this that's what happens when we get bruised we get hesitant to trust anybody we get hesitant to walk and go places because we were hurt we were bruised and every time we get near that place or something gets close to that bruise we can feel the injury we can feel the pain and we don't want to walk and walk out the purpose that God has for us sad thing is when we don't allow God to take us through his healing process, that bruise can keep getting hit over and over and over again. And when we are bruised spiritually, when we think about it or dwell on it all the time and it consumes us, it's the same as it getting hit over and over and over again. And so I thought about that. I Googled what happens if you just keep hitting a bruise over and over and over again and if you don't let a bruise heal what happens and what happens is the tissue dies it breaks down and so that area of your life that was bruised if we don't allow God to heal it and we just keep dwelling on it and thinking about it and hitting it over and over again that tissue dies when the tissue starts to die then there's risk that infection can set in so a bruise, we can say it's just a bruise. You know, it's not that bad. But if it's not taken care of, and if, if we don't allow God to heal it, it can turn into something very serious and very bad. Infection can set in. At, at one point, gangrene can even set in. And that's an infection that comes from a lack of blood flow. When that happens, sometimes that part of the body may have to be cut off. So an area that God wanted to use you in, maybe, or bless you in, if we don't allow it to get healed, it might have to be cut off. And that means that we don't walk out our purpose and our plan for God. That means we don't reach the people that he intended for us to reach because I didn't allow him to heal this bruise. And I allowed infection to set in and it had to be cut off. And even worse, it can get into your bloodstream and it can cause the whole body to die. How many people have you known that received an injury or a blow and they just couldn't get over it and they just kept hitting that bruise over and over again and they didn't let God heal it and spiritually died? And that's a sad thing because God has so much better for us. God wants us well. And like I said at the beginning, he doesn't want us to be bound by our bruises. There are so many Christians today that remain in bondage to the hurts of past and it could be I don't care if you're 87 years old and it was a hurt that happened when you were two that bruise can still be there or I don't care if you're 30 years old and it happened last week 
We all encounter those things in our walk with God. But the good news is he has an answer for it. He came and he died so that he could heal us of those things. I read this scripture last week and I'm going to read it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse um, 7, it says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. So, what I want to say is, don't stay troubled or perplexed or cast down. Allow God to take you through the healing process so that those areas in our lives that have been hurt or bruised, and maybe nobody even knows, it's, it's just a bruise, no big deal. They're tough. They can handle that. Allow God to take you through the healing process so that it can be healed and so that that area doesn't become a place where God wanted to use you or God wanted to do something in your life, but he can't because it becomes infected and it has to be cut away. Find a place of rest in him. Get alone with him if you have to. Let him wrap his arms around you and let everything just fall on him. And let it be in the forefront of your minds and your hearts that God has a purpose and a plan. I don't care what people have told you. I don't care what your own mind has told you. God has a plan and a purpose. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. God has a plan and a purpose. And it's cliche and preachers and teachers say it all the time, but it's true. It really is. Thank you for joining our podcast today for the Church of New Beginnings, 918 3rd Street, El Dorado, Illinois. Tune in again.